If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, we are back with some more NBA talk. I had to steal the basketball intro today from Kev, so uh, he wasn't too happy about that. But we're going to talk about our reactions to the trade deadline and everything that happened the last week going on in the NBA. And Kev, I know you had a specific trade that you wanted to talk about first, so why don't you dive Um, Yeah, so obviously, if you guys listen, you know that I've been high on the 76ers this year. Um, not as far as being a fan, but just... You know, I think they're the favorite to come out of the East. And I think the addition to George Hill in the trade line, in the trade deadline, was huge for them because now that gives them that guy that can run that second unit. Because they, they have a deep bench, but they don't have anyone that can really run the offense in that second unit. I mean, if you think about it, they have, you know, Maxie and Shake Milton. They have these good guys off the bench, but none of them can really run an offense. And I think, you know, he's going to be a big piece in, in, getting their bench to XL because we know once they're healthy, Embiid, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, Danny Green, and Ben Simmons, obviously that's, you know, that's a solid starting five and, and they're going to put up the numbers, but you don't want to see that drop off, you know, once the bench comes in. And I think George Hill's a veteran. I mean, you know, he was starting up until last year on, on a team. So yeah. he still has, you know, a lot of good basketball left in him. And I think he's the perfect leader for that second unit. And I, and I think we're going to see their bench, put up you know a lot of points and they already are doing that but I think he's just gonna help those other guys create more shots but it's like not only that I feel like he's like a really accurate three-point shooter you know like yeah. he shoots like very effectively mm-hmm. and like adding that on top of Seth Curry when they have like a healthy Embiid like the things that that does for like the offense throughout the course of the game instead of just a course of a set of minutes you know what I mean? I feel like that really expands it, and that's what's been missing from Philly, honestly, from being a great team. And obviously the the fact of having to stay healthy has a lot to do with it too, but we, we've seen that for the majority of this year they have stayed predominantly healthy until this point. But another another trade that I wanted to talk about, one of the biggest names that actually got moved in this trade deadline was Aaron Gordon, and this mm-hmm. is to a contender in, in the Nuggets already with Jokic and Jamal Murray and. The fact that they get Aaron Gordon, who I think you would say is a really great third option. Mm -hmm. Even one of the best in the league now, probably. Yeah. So what do you think about that trade? Because I feel like that could actually take the Nuggets to be like a locked top four seed. Yeah, I mean, I I like the trade, honestly. I mean, obviously we saw that the Magic are just absolutely selling everyone. They're rebuilding, you know what I mean? Good for them. but Take Fournier. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll take Fournier. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, no, I love the trade. I mean, I feel like the Nuggets, like, obviously they were, you know, in the Western Conference Finals last year, so they're a good team. But I think they were kind of missing that third piece. And I know they were probably hoping that Michael Porter Jr. was going to be that guy, and he still very well might be. But now you're bringing in a guy who was really a number one and two option all of his, you know, time in Orlando. So he's got that. He's got that, you know, that mentality in him that, you know, I can go out and get a bucket too. And I think adding him to guys like 
you know, Jokic and Jamal Murray. Obviously, Jokic is probably the best playmaker in the league, and he's a big guy. Yeah. So adding Aaron Just Gordon to that, that especially with Aaron Gordon's slashing ability, because he's he that's you know a big part of his game. He's a slasher. He likes to dunk, drive to the hoop. So I think you know him coming off of back screens and and backdoor cuts with Jokic. I think I, I think it's gonna be awesome for them, and then it's gonna open up the court for Murray to go one on one and and take his famous step back three that he was hitting in the <laughs> bubble. So I mean, I yeah. love the trade. I thought Denver was already, you know, a decently deep team, but this just makes them even deeper because now you can switch guys around in, in, in different uh, in different points of the game. No, absolutely. And what I was going to say to you in the middle of that is I was actually talking to your brother about that today at work, and he was just mentioning about how how good Jokic is, and he mm-hmm. thinks he's the best five in the league, and he obviously said how you believe Embiid is. But I said... Jokic might might honestly be one of the best passing bigs of all time if he gets a, a championship under his belt, if he's not, like, considered that kind of, like, already, mm-hmm. honestly. And then we were talking about, you know, the triple-doubles that Jokic gets compared to, like, uh, someone like Russell Westbrook. And yeah. it's like... I mean, I, I feel like I feel like you got to give a little bit more credit to, to a guy like Jokic rather yeah. than, like, Westbrook when he was getting his triple-doubles because mm-hmm. he was just carrying... OKC, you know what I mean? It wasn't anything crazy. To go off of what you were saying, Kev, the Magic begin their rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've, yes, they've actually committed to it. And we also know that Vucevic was dealt off, off the Orlando Magic. And I feel like that does a lot for a team like the Chicago Bulls who already had, like, a Zach Levine and need another piece. I mean, what more of a perfect piece than Vucevic that could go into any other given team and be like an immediate fit because he gives you the versatility, range, defense, rebounding. Like he's a smart basketball player, you know what I'm saying? So the Bulls definitely came up, but the Magic are definitely going to be rebuilding their core once again. Yeah, and I I feel bad for the Orlando Magic because I feel like, I mean, really our entire lifetime, like they haven't won anything, but they've also been competitive a few times you know what I mean like obviously we know the Shaq and Penny magic and then the Dwight Howard magic like they made it to a finals they were good they were one of the best teams in the east and I think they were hoping that you know the duo of Vucevic and Gordon with the other guys they have Jonathan Isaac and uh you know what was once upon a time Jermaine Nelson not anymore but even Markel Fultz like I think they thought that was going to be like their next you know big magic team and it just didn't work out and I think like I said, they've always been competitive, so I think this is a, the right time, you know, to rebuild for them. They're loading up, you know, draft picks and 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 money and cap space, and you just traded away, arguably your your three biggest names. You know what I mean? Evan Fournier, uh, Aaron Gordon, and Vucevic. So I think it's a great time for them to rebuild, take some time back. Like realistically, even you know if that did pan out, like the chances of them being as good of as like the Lakers or the Celtics or the Sixers or the Nets, like it wasn't going to happen. So yeah. it was like, why even keep all the eggs in that basket? Rebuild while you can. You got guys whose stocks are very high. Like, you know what I mean? Vucevic, very high stock. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon, still a, a pretty big name. And, and obviously Evan Fournier, we got him for pretty cheap, but they still got a pretty good deal out of it considering, you know, what Evan Fournier is capable of. So I, I thought, it. yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, the right time and I hope them the best, but yeah. It's no, gonna be, it's gonna to, be weird. Now to go off of to go off of that last departure that you were talking about, the Evan Fournier, like I feel like that's gonna do crazy things for the Celtics. And we were talking about how our bench has been very inconsistent with 
Peyton Pritchard in and out of that kind of position and Marcus Smart being kind of out of his position in sorts and things like that. So obviously it stinks losing Tice when we were already kind of weak at that position, you know what I'm saying? But getting the addition of Fournier is good and we'll see what happens. I know you said there are some rumors about getting another five for the Boston Celtics, so Mm -hmm. hopefully uh, that comes true. But what do you think Fournier is going to bring to the Seas? Yeah, like, I honestly love the pickup. I mean, obviously, as Celtics fans, there's definitely more we would have wanted to see Danny Ainge do. But, like, at least he did do something. And, like, even though we didn't get that big guy yet that we were looking for, this is still a start. Like, and and Evan Fournier, I think people don't realize, like, when he's healthy, like, he's a solid scorer. Like, we saw his numbers this year. He's averaging 19.5 points. And, yeah, is he going to put up 20 points night in and night out? But, no, he'll give you a good, you know, 15 to 17 and then he's going to have his nights where he's probably going to go up you know 25 30 points and that's the versatility he gives you and I think it's huge too because now we can split him and him and smart in the starting lineup in that second unit and that just gives us more depth on the bench because if you put him and Jalen Pitchard or smart and Jalen Pitchard on the court together they're just going to make themselves that much better so I think it gives sure. us more versatility I think it gives us another wing scorer who we didn't have to go out and pay a lot like you know what I mean like Aaron Gordon we would have had to kind of give up a lot for and Evan Fournier does the job just as well, and he's a better shooter too, which I think is a big thing for the Celtics. They need a guy, not saying Tatum and Brown and, and Kemba can't knock down threes, but Evan Fournier is a set shooter, like a bona fide three-point contest caliber sh- <laughs> like shooter, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. just gives us more more ways to spread the floor, you know, more openings to the lane for Jalen and Tatum. So I think just his presence on the floor is going to give us a lot. And then obviously what he brings to, you know, scoring points as well. So here's my last question with that is, do you think he's just a one-year rental because he's a free agent next year? Or do you think he's somebody that could be long-term part of the vision? I think he could be someone who's long-term. Like, obviously he's not the youngest player anymore, but he's still, you know, he's still pretty young for his style of play. You know what I mean? And I think obviously like why – I just feel like he's he's a guy that even though he's a free agent next year, like he's not going to ask for a crazy amount of money. You know what I mean? Especially if he can play on a team like the Celtics, who maybe not aren't at that championship level yet, but like they're right there. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like the Celtics are realistically like we're <laughs> like we are there, but like even if this year isn't the year, like the next three four years, like we're you know what I mean we're going we, into the season. Yeah, we're, we're one of those teams. So yeah. like, why wouldn't he you know sign for cheap and and play for a contender where he has a chance of you know, starting, and even if he's not starting some games, playing 25-plus minutes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just I just feel like it's a good fit for the Celtics and a good fit for him as a player. No, for sure, Kev. I definitely get that. And I think down the stretch, this could be really good for this season. So hopefully we'll see what happens. Obviously, like I said, we're looking for some other acquisitions too. But I want to ask you, between the ne- the next couple of trades that happen, which one do you think will be, you know, the most impactful? We saw... J.J. Reddick go to the Mavs. We saw the the Lou Will and Rondo switch, and you could say it could be more impactful for either one of those two teams, you know what I'm saying? And we also saw Oladipo go to the Heat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I feel like Oladipo could have a big impact, but realistically, Rondo going to the Clippers, that could be like a match made in heaven. Yeah, so I don't I don't really know, I guess, which one would be, you know, the best down the road. Like, I'll, I'll obviously, I'll just talk about all three of them. So, obviously, we're like the... <laughs> With the Rondo-Lewill trade, I think you're right. I think it was one of those trades that worked out for both teams because the Clippers need a playmaking point guard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who can also defend and score when he has to. Like, Pat Bev's good. He can defend, but 
can't, he can't hit him. a wide open layup. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Rondo, <laughs> yeah, he might not be the best shooter, but Rondo can ball. You know what I mean? He's a bucket, and we saw what he did with the Lakers last year. And if he can bring that to the Clippers, setting up shots for Kawhi and Paul George, they're just going to be that much better. And I think that's what Atlanta needed, too. Like, Atlanta needed more of the come off a bench and be able to put up, you know, 15 to 20 a night type of guy. because. Yep. That's just their style of play. Like, they have Trey Young. That's what they're built around. They're built around guard play. So when Trey Young comes out of the game, you're bringing in a guy like Lou Will that can run that second unit, put up 15 a night, and, and call it a day. You know what I mean? For so sure, I think it sure. was a match made in heaven for both teams, just giving both guys styles of play. As far as the – what was the second one you said? J.J. Redick? Yeah, the J.J. I also love that. I mean, that was a great trade too, honestly. And I think, I think that works out more for Dallas just because I think it gives – you know, Luca, another sharpshooter. It's almost like they gave away a Seth. trusted shooter. Yeah, yeah, like they gave away Seth Curry. You know what I mean? And like Seth Curry was like a lot of the reason that they were somewhat good this year. I know it sounds crazy because obviously we talk about Luca Doncic, and obviously he's the reason they were good. But guys like Seth Curry, that you know, when Luca's coming off the pick or getting double teamed, he can kick the ball out too, and he knows it's gonna knock that three down. Is huge for him. And obviously, once Kristaps is healthy too, you know, yeah. him off the pick and roll. Help defense kicks it out to JJ Redick in the corner, like we've seen it time and time again in JJ Redick's career. So I think it was a great pickup for the Mavs. Honestly, I think it's going to help them a lot, and I think you know we're going to see Luca's assist go up a little bit as well because he's going to have another guy to kick it to. Yeah. Um, and as far as the Ola Depot trade, like another one. Great this trade. was a team that was in the finals. Like, yeah. Last like year. great trade. Like they definitely took a step back this year. Obviously, I think we can all agree on that. But I think if Ola... but it's close in the East though. So like like even if they take a step back, like realistically, you could still debate that they were a top four team in the East. Yeah, you could. You very well could. And and I think it was a great trade. I mean, obviously we know Oladipo has health issues, but if he can stay healthy, I think it was. I think it's going to be a success because now you give. Just another score because, like, we know obviously Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrell, like, they have the nights they're going to go off for like 20 each. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. Duncan Robinson's going to knock down six, seven threes. But now you're giving a guy that can consistently play make and put up, like, realistically 20 a night, 25 if you need him to. So, mm-hmm. but as far as the Heat, I just think they're another team that might have, you know, should have been shopping around in the, uh, in the big man department because, like, I love Bam Adebayo. I think he's great. But, again, when we talk about the East, we're talking about the Joel Embiid. We're talking about, you know, now the, uh, like, DeAndre Jordans and the Blake Griffins of the world. You know what I mean? Even the Kevin Durant and the Jonases, Like, they're still, you know, power forward centers in the league today. So I just think they could upgrade a little bit at the position. But, again, like the Celtics, they, they addressed one of their problems. They have another wing guy. And, again, if Oladipo can stay healthy and get back to – even 75% of what he was in Indiana before he got hurt the first time, then I think it's going to be huge for the Heat, and it's just going to give them more versatility. No, it definitely will. And, like, I I feel like we're, teams like the Celtics are, are pretty shaky right now, and they're more stable at their 4-5 and five than us probably at this point in time. Like, that's where I, I can look at them as more of top four team, like I said, in the East. But, Kevin, a, a team that I think made a solid move for a player – um, and this is going to be the last one that we talk about. A team that made a solid move for a player that's actually on your team was the Blazers. Mm-hmm. The Blazers actually made, you know, a, a pretty decent move and, and added Powell there. So just wanted to know what you thought about that. Um, It's funny because I was actually talking to Lou about this trade over the weekend. And I honestly wasn't a, a fan of the trade for the Blazers, honestly. And I know Norman Powell's good. 
But realistically, like, Gary Trent Jr. was your locked-in six-man, you know what I mean? If not, you're starting to. You know, he switched off, obviously, being that six-man starting shooting guard position. And Rodney Hood, again, he's another guy. When healthy off the bench, he can give you, like, 12 to 15 points a night, you know what I mean, and play make a little bit. So I didn't really, I don't know. Again, I know Norman Powell's good, but I thought those two for him was not crazy, you know, lopsided, but I thought just for depth reasons it wasn't the right move but again if Norman Powell if Norman Powell can play like he's been playing in Toronto the last season and a half and putting up 25 20 25 plus a night then obviously it's going to work out great but I just don't know where he fits in with Dame and CJ and, and guys like that you know what I mean they all kind of do the same thing so no I definitely feel that and, and I kind of felt the same way about that trade honestly because Trent was like a straight gunner you know mm-hmm. um and I feel like with Melo having the consistent inside game that he usually does, like mid-range, like Trent was like trusted there. And like we said, Paolo's going to do positive things for that team, but it's just like to what extent, you know, especially when you gave up two guys like that, like you said, the depth. But that's going to wrap things up, guys. These are our reactions for the NBA trade deadline. Make sure you guys go and check out our newest YouTube content coming out this week. Go hit that like button, subscribe, and put that notification bell on. Make sure you guys go to sensesandbox.net and get your born and raised in East shirts, guys. We are selling out of those and selling out fast. We probably only have 35 of those left, so make sure uh, you check in with your favorite podcasters for your size uh, and see if you rock one of those. Make sure to tune into our NFL draft content and everything leading up to the NFL draft and leave us that five-star review. Peace out, guys.